Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. How you brew it? Um, my king, this corn syrup was just delivered. That's not ours. We don't brew Bud Light with corn syrup. Miller Light uses corn syrup. Let us take it to them at once. <laughs> Brewers of Miller Light, we received your corn syrup by mistake. That's not our corn syrup. We received our shipment this morning. You're joking. Try the Coors Light Castle. They also use corn syrup. <sighs> dilly dilly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yep. I thought it was pretty good, and it, and it caught my eye. I don't drink anymore, so but I just thought, well, I didn't know that about this and that. And then Bud Light tweeted during the game, to be clear, Bud Light is not brewed with corn syrup, and Miller Light and Coors Light is. Yeah, we caught that. Um, which is pretty funny. <laughs> right. The ad did not go down smooth with Miller's chief compliance officer, though. Oh, no. Bud Light uses rice to aid ferm- fermentation. We use corn. Interestingly, none of our products use high fructose corn syrup, yet several Anheuser Bushes do. Oh no! Things that make you go hmm," said the wow. Miller executive. Wow. Well, I, I, so where does that leave us? <laughs> so was Budweiser trying to get us to think they use high fructose corn syrup? That is, yes, that is the impression I walked away with. Me too. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, okay, there's a differentiation between the high fructose corn syrup right. and just using corn to make your beer, right? As opposed to right to make your beer, so right? I don't know that that's a big deal or not, but I would suspect it's not. Yeah, I'm going to pretend good, like it is. I'm going to pretend like yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. That's some good half truthism, though. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you expect? Uh, but like a monarchy. There's no free press. There's no human rights. They make up anything they want. Although that was really good of them to deliver that uh, that corn syrup to Coors, since they didn't have to. They could have just wrote forward on the gigantic fat. <laughs> Those commercials really make me appreciate how much story you can actually tell in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, if you're really, really good. Oh, speaking of beer. Snarky tweets about uh, the halftime show. They invited Adam Levine to a barbecue, and it's not going as planned. He brought the potato salad with raisins in it. I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, that's constant white people bring okay. messed up food to barbecues. Gotcha. And this one. Yeah. The way Adam Levine looks when he is sort of half dancing near a famous rapper, that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> wow. Then he plays a few chords. You know, I heard it characterized that whole halftime show as the various rappers who appeared were like a halftime show in a halftime show. He yeah. interrupted the, all right, now we'll pause from the halftime show for a different halftime show. Now back to the halftime show for about three and a half minutes. Now a different halftime show. The hot meme. Uh, if you could self-consciously dance next to this uh, gentleman, that would be great. The hot meme, and I didn't pick up on this, but that pattern on Adam Levine's tank top, the squares. Yes. The dark color squares and all that sort of stuff is super popular. So all these people were tweeting out pictures of their throw pillows, their couches, their chairs, their curtains. I believe Judy's mother macramade a quilt out of it or, or knitted some sort of blanket out of it's it. It's a very popular you retro a quilt. Sorry. Retro from <laughs> the point is it's a blanket. Yes. It's it's a 70s look, but yes. uh, all kinds of people were tweeting out that he got his tank top from the Target home collection. <laughs> 
Oh, man. What you, what, that, that is a thankless task. It it's is. It's like delivering the reply to the State of the Union address. There's only one thing can happen, and it's bad. You'll just be be complained about. And, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier I was reading Roger Daltrey of The Who's autobiography, which is surprisingly good, but um, he was talking about playing the halftime show and what a thankless act that was. And, you know, they did their very best, but I remember then, and I was a huge Who fan thinking, well, that's kind of lame. It's just, through the motions. It's just something about the, 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 the design of the whole thing or the crowd or whatever's going on there. Because right. Springsteen's done it. Lots of big people have done it. And even then, I was like, eh. You know, acts I really like. Right. So, so it's just, it is what it is. I, well, I don't and know. if you're crazy about the act, like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, one of my favorite uh, musical acts of all time, you know, they had to do kind of a speeded up medley of their song sure. thing and cover a lot of ground. And so if you are a fan of the act, it's it's a little unsatisfying as well. So it's designed to fail. How do they get all those people that are there around the stage to cheer like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to them? It's their jobs. Are they hired to do that? I want you to act like this is the greatest thing. It's exciting. I wouldn't be surprised if that's some of the perk of a certain ticket package you can buy to the Super Bowl. Some of them are probably lotteried off, but all those people know that they're on camera, too. Oh, that reminds me. I thought this was uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, interview with Tony Romo, the color guy for the Super Bowl, uh, asking about did Jim Nance give you any advice? Because it was his first, Tony Romo's first Super Bowl ever, and Jim Nance has done 15 of them or whatever. And he said, yeah, he told me to don't be freaked out by how quiet it is in there. Because mm. you've done these recent games where you're at a home stadium and it's just berserk and so loud you can't even hardly think. Right. And the fans are going crazy. And Nance told him, it's a corporate crowd. They don't really have a rooting interest and it'll be really quiet in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that is that is something. I've never been to a Super Bowl, but I'd much rather be to an NFC or AFC championship game than a Super Bowl in terms of a fan experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Although you don't get Maroon 5 at those games. That's true. They're kind of lame in that way. <laughs> so, hey, you remember that, uh, that that beer commercial we were talking about during the commercials? Sean, do you have that? It's number 51 on the ad meter. That no. would be uh, the 51 out of, you know, only like 60 ads. <laughs> Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. I thought we had that one ready. You know what ad was my favorite from my kids? Getting back to the point of advertising is to get people to buy or use your product or become aware of it. Let me guess that fabulous Turkish Airlines spot. Which one was that? It was like a teaser for a movie about an airline oh. to go to Turkey, where there's a Islamic fundamentalist <laughs> rapidly consolidating power. Oh, goody. Takeaway for my kids was there's a Toy Story 4 coming out. Oh, yeah. Saw that ad and went, oh, my God. Right. So, I mean, that's good advertising right there. Right. Agreed. Has anybody hurt? What were they advertising? Let's all experience something together. This place so pure you can feel it. All right, you're what? It stop it. So I, I <laughs> saw that. Me. I saw that and didn't know what it was. I didn't get what that was. That's ASMR, which is a hot new thing. Autonomous sensory B O R I N G is what it was. Autonomous sensory meridian response is a hot thing on uh, like YouTube videos and podcasts. Oh, the it's whispering videos! I've pe- heard about pe- this. I hadn't. People just whispering things, and it's supposed to be. And a lot of that, like she holds the bottle up to the mic and clicks her nails on it. This this really kind of amplified quiet sounds. It's driving me nuts. ASMR, it's yeah. called. It's a huge deal. Okay, to pitch beer. 
I don't. Man. I think we've run out of good huge deals. So I think that's what has happened. Too many trends. <laughs> what was the last one? Furries? Or? You know what? We need, we need to have five to ten trends. We can agree on it. We'll say there are seven trends, and we'll just go through them in order, and then start with number one well, again. Yeah, we can't keep inventing new things that are right. supposed to be hot no, and cool. No. So as somebody who had the slightest clue what they were going for their positive show, well, I didn't. Did it work like his irony, or it was funny that she was selling beer with that, or you were waiting to hear what she was going to do? Because no, no, it, it, it was completely wasted on it. It was, I, I don't think it, it was supposed to be any sort of meta commentary on it. They were just using that style of very popular YouTube video as a vehicle to sell beers. In they, the midst of the loudest, brightest spectacle in American TV every yeah, year, the yeah. Super Bowl. They probably okay. thought it would really stand out. Well, it, it did. It did. <laughs> as a steaming pile. There's a, there's one woman who's the star of this. What's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Uh, she doesn't do anything particularly interesting. She just whispers in a melodic voice, makes seemingly random hand movements, and millions of people are mesmerized by it on the Internet. So it's a thing. I, again, there are too many things. We right. need fewer things. Too many things. We've run out of good things. Your number one spot was the uh, NFL promoting itself, the 100-year game with like uh, so you know, half the people in the uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, playing a pickup game of football at a banquet and smashing stuff. Tom well, Brady taking well, off all his rings was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, you see, there was a football cake, and on top of that football cake was an actual football. Right. And that football fell off the cake onto the ground, and then, oh, no, they're football. It's a fumble. And then the, then the game is out. Right? Neon Dion doing his dance was awesome. Yeah, there were a lot of moments in there if you're a football fan. Very entertaining. How long was that? Was that 60 seconds? No, that was like a two-minute spot, I think. Yeah, it was very long. Yeah. Uh, but uh, number two was uh, the universally loved Harrison Ford. And his uh, Amazon Alexa's dog's uh, Amazon collar, one of their failed experiments, ordering a pallet of dog food, <laughs> sausages, and gravy. How rich is Jeff Bezos? They can hire Harrison Ford to do a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no kidding. People really love the Microsoft ad with the, the handicapped kids uh, playing the video games with the adaptive controller. Hmm. There was a lot of emotionally manipulative social justice garbage in the spots as there is every year. Uh, I just thought that was sweet. Mostly because, you know, I love kids, and, and, and these kids were born with some real challenges, and thought, you know, very cool. Some of the scary ads were too scary for my kids for that yeah. scary show, that, so I had to fast-forward through all those. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, they, were, they were fairly frightening. Yeah. So I don't know how that went over with most families. Flogging that stupid Handmaid's Tale show that trumps the new Hitler and is going to force <laughs> women to breed. I don't think so. he can't even He can't even get the wall built. How is he going to get a dystopia going? And Giselle is pleased, which is still my and favorite part of the And Giselle is pleased. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Yeah. You have a displeased Giselle. How about the... Uh, <laughs> How about the, uh, the what's his name, the, uh, the, the coke-snorting guy, old what's-his-name with the uh, porn stars and the coca and the Charlie Sheen, the Charlie <laughs> oh, Sheen yeah. cameo. Yeah, yeah, got a big got a big wow out of me and the wife when he showed up all yeah. of a sudden. That was good. Said I was nuts. There you go, Charlie. How about good all, to see you getting a paycheck, bro. How about all the famous movie Duh. vehicles showing Winning. up? Winning. <laughs> all the famous movie vehicles showing up in one ad. I can't even remember what it was advertising. That was uh, Walmart. Pick up your groceries. The station wagon from Vacation. Yep. Obviously, the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. All your, those different cool vehicles. Your mystery machine from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, good stuff. You yeah. are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't think this is going to work for us. The wheels are already in motion. What do you mean by in motion? Uh, we rented out the Coliseum for the actual shoot. You rented out the L.A. Coliseum? No, the Roman Coliseum. <laughs> in Rome, Italy. No, Rome, Georgia. That's Rome, Italy. Okay. How much is this costing us? I mean, is it in the budget? With Peyton on board, is there even a budget? Yes. Uh, yeah, there is. There is. Budget. That was pretty unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the highlight of the Super Bowl. That two-minute thing. We got another longer clip to play later. I thought that was so well acted and written. Rome, Italy? No, Rome, Georgia. Yes, Rome, Italy. <laughs> so I guess that's not on the ad meter thing because it was pregame? It was just like the... It was their intro to the pregame thing. Okay. It was, oh, okay. Yeah. Not an ad per se, but their, just entertainment. Their yeah. official opening, but it was really well done. Can somebody convince Peyton Manning to do movies or something? I, I find him hilarious. He is funny. <laughs> uh, coming up... Uh, or, oh, uh, well, probably... Oh, coming up... The best movie title of all time. Whether the movie's any good or not, well, I think it, it probably is pretty good. The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot. <laughs> That's the actual That's title the whole of the title? movie. It stars Sam Harris and a big-time cast. It is a big-budget movie. It is a serious look at aging and duty to country. And all sorts of stuff. Somebody clothed killed. in the clothes. That's a bad sentence. Of an action movie. Somebody. Clothed in the garb. Somebody killed Hitler and Bigfoot? Yes, same dude. Um, I'm looking up at the TV, Good Morning America, and they've got best breakout ads. The moments that made millions laugh and cry. <laughs> which makes me want to vomit. I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> God, the irony the that made millions laugh and cry. The irony-free super mass media is so yesterday. You know, wow. So uh, eating breakfast—it's a key to keeping weight off your your metabolism, and you don't want to starve. It's a, it's a, you get out of bed. And blah, blah, blah. Well, all those studies that you've heard uh, quoted through your life, everything your mom told you—they um, were sponsored by cereal companies, as it turns out, and. The research on eating breakfast has been far, far less conclusive if it wasn't sponsored by Tony the Tiger. There doesn't seem to be much difference at all. As nutrition researcher Marion Marion Nestle put it, many if not most studies demonstrating that breakfast eaters are healthier and manage weight better than non-breakfast eaters were sponsored by Kellogg or other breakfast cereal companies whose businesses depend on people believing that breakfast means ready-to-eat cereal. Uh, another big uh, study was sponsored by Quaker Oats. It's absolutely amazing. And, and it's been going on since the 60s. And then they get to something that I have been mocking for many years. Now, I am not Adam Levine when I take my shirt off. I'm not going to kid you on that. I would like to be for one day just to know what that feels like. Uh, well, it would How be. I- uh, it feels unshirted. As if I looked like that, I would never wear a shirt. I'll bet you hate having your shirt on when you look like that. Well, right. You look for opportunities to be shirtless. It's like having a Maserati in the garage. What's the point of having it in the garage? you got to take it out. And I'm going to the pool a lot. I'm going to the beach a lot. Sure, sure. Going to the gym a lot. I'm playing a lot just of volleyball. Standing around. I'm too tired to work out, but I'm just going to stand around. Volleyball, yes. Clearly. Shirts and skins, basketball. I'm just saying I'm skins. <laughs> the beginning Always of the skins. game. Always skins. Yeah. What's higher, his body fat 
or the Rams score. I mean, is it possible to get down to 3%? That's about as low as you can get, I think. Yeah. Dude is ripped. Anyway, um, then they get in this uh, unnecessarily long article about eating breakfast and how it's kind of just meh, nutritionally speaking. You might as well, but it's not going to do you any particular good. They get down to something that I've been uh, griping about forever, and that's the number of people who eat dessert and call it breakfast. Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. eat something oh, yeah. that's completely indefensible. Well, I do that, but I know what I'm doing. I'm not pretending it's not. But you're eating a Snickers bar very often as a breakfast Sure, bar. for instance, yeah, those, those food bars are a good example. So they go through, and this is from the often insufferable Vox.com, but they did a good job on this one. They compare some breakfast foods like a Dunkin' Donuts banana chocolate chip muffin, which has 46 grams of sugar and 510 calories, against a Starbucks vanilla buttercream cupcake, which is obviously a dessert. It has a dozen less grams of sugar and 110 less calories. Really? Chobani blueberry fruit on the bottom yogurt, which I've gobbled many times. Thinking I'm doing something semi-healthy. Has one more gram of sugar than a half cup of Breyer's French vanilla ice cream. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. How many times have I gotten a yogurt thinking I'm in a pinch, I need something kind of healthy? IHOP New York cheesecake cake pancakes. More sugar than the Cheesecake Factory chocolate tower truffle cake. That's amazing. And I have more for you. What's coming up your news, Marshall Phillips? Virginia Governor Northam, urgent meetings over racist photos. President Trump, Nancy Pelosi, the battle continues. And my favorite Super Bowl ad, the moment that made me laughs and cry. Stay tuned for <laughs> natural granola versus Oreo cookies. As we were discussing moments ago, there's practically no science that says that you really have to eat breakfast and then morphed into a discussion of how a lot of alleged breakfast foods are just cupcakes and candy and that sort of thing. <laughs> you shouldn't eat them at all. Uh, but I loved a couple of these. Your uh, Quaker Oats and Honey Natural Granola has got 26 grams of sugar for a bowl of it, a cup of it. That's the same amount as five Oreo cookies. God, and if, now, if you, now I, the granola and the nuts and all, that's got some non-empty calories. So that's kind of unfair. But still, if you saw somebody eat five Oreos in the morning, you'd think they're completely out of control. They have right. no discipline whatsoever. Right. On the other hand, as you pointed out, Jack, you got your General Mills Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Nut Granola Bar with peanuts. Uh, it has two fewer grams of sugar than an O. Henry bar, but another 50 calories. Wow. So we're, the, o, we're, the O. Henry bar, I can't remember what's in that. Has that got peanuts in it? We're probably nougat. We're guilty of that a lot with those kind it of breakfast nougat. breakfast bars with the kids in a pinch feeling like we're doing something okay, and we're not. We're just giving them candy bars to tide over. You ought to slice up some vegetables for them, Jack. Fresh vegetables. No dip. Who was the There's guy? some broccoli for breakfast, kids. Raw. Who was the guy that showed up in the Pepsi commercials, Sean? We got a kick out of him. The, uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, little John. Little John. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see him getting some work. Okay. <laughs> Wonder what he got paid for that. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, a lot going on. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam is meeting with his staff behind closed doors in Richmond this morning amid more and more calls for him to resign. What a knucklehead. Calls for the Democrat to step down became fierce after a photo from his 1984 medical school yearbook showing men in blackface and a Ku Klux Klan robe surfaced on Friday, apparently from his yearbook page. Northam initially apologized and said he was 
one of the people in the photo. In fact, though, he claims he'd never seen the photo before and changed his story, saying, no, 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 I was not in that photo. As far as the whole, well, did you ever look at your yearbook? When my staff showed me the photo in question yesterday, I was seeing it for the first time. I did not purchase the EVMS yearbook, and I was unaware of what was on my page. That's possible. Yeah, it's entirely possible. And listen, it's an absolutely legitimate discussion. 30-year-ago pictures, should they doom a man or a woman's career at this point? Different standards, different time. You know, that's an interesting point, you know, point to discuss. But as we mentioned earlier, it's all about his rambling, awful, indefensible speech in favor of late-term abortion and or infanticide. No. Or, or so it seemed that the Democratic Party is terrified of having hung around their necks for the next 10 to 15 years. And nobody's covering the story from this angle. That's that's the engine. That's the, I'm sorry. That's the gasoline in the engine of outrage. Yeah, there would have been outrage. That picture would have been a problem no matter what. But when they saw, when when people saw, here's an opportunity to get him out of office because he has extremist views on abortion. And Democrats don't want to have to answer for that running for president. At at, at best, I would say he has an inability to express what his views actually are. He's a knucklehead. President Trump is insisting that a border wall is the only way to keep America safe and that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is getting in the way of all that. When you have a porous border and when you have drugs pouring in and when you have people dying all over the country because of people like Nancy Pelosi who don't want to give proper border security for political reasons, she's doing a terrible disservice to our country. President sitting down for really? an interview. Mm-hmm. Sitting down for an interview with CBS News, and he repeatedly blasted the speaker for defying his demand to fund the building of that wall. She knows that you need a barrier. She knows that we need border security. She wanted to win a political point. I happen to think it's very bad politics because basically she wants open borders. She doesn't mind human trafficking or she wouldn't do this. So have we ever had this dynamic between a president and a speaker of the House with the State of the Union going on, where they're going to shake hands and smile and all not, that sort of stuff? Not nearly this open and public uh, uh, slandering of each other, no. The President says the Speaker of the House likes human trafficking. She said last week, what does Putin have on the President, politically, personally, and financially? <laughs> I mean, that's quite the... Uh, you wouldn't even want to be in the same room with the person who's saying that sort of stuff about you. It'd be frosty. Yeah, you'd think so. It'll be... that. The only reason I'll watch the State of the Union, and I think I've skipped most of the last decade's worth because they're right. pointless, um, is because I want to see if there's booing. And if there's booing, he's going to go off script, and then it's going to get good. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Not good for the country. Good for the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm, yeah! wish- does not mean I'm wishing for it, little Jack. It is a sixth Super Bowl win for the New England Patriots. They beat the L.A. Rams thirteen to three Sunday. It was the lowest scoring thirteen to three. That's that's got to be the first quarter score. That can't oh, be the no. final oh, no. game score. You're final telling me the score. the Rams with their potent, high powered offense scored three points in an entire football game. They wore out the grass between the forties. <laughs> it was the they lowest. They didn't run. I don't think a single play in the red zone. That's amazing. It was the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever. And among the other Super Bowl records set at the uh, game, I will skip that because I want to go to the Super Bowl ads. And my favorite, featuring my doppelganger, Harrison Ford, <laughs> showing off one of Amazon's failed devices, an Alexa dog collar. Ordering dog food. Ordering dog food. You can bark all you want. I'm not paying for any more dog food. 
Ordering gravy. Ordering sausages. Hey, you better cancel that order. There you go. The great Harrison Ford. Chasing his dog around. Funny. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Got- I saw that two of the big evil three tech companies, Amazon and uh, and what's their name, Google, um, ran beautiful image ads, funny and or heartwarming and touching. Try to remind us all that they're not intent on selling our data, although Amazon's a different gig, obviously. But no Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, the Antichrist, couldn't come up with an idea to, to clear the clouds of suspicion and dislike away from his company. Or maybe you thought he'd just better lay low. If you didn't see the NFL's own pregame production thing, it was the best thing that aired all day long yesterday. I thought we'll play a good long clip of that. We've got to revisit the governor of Virginia and his near moonwalk. Because if you haven't heard that, it's incredible. If only his old lady hadn't been off at some, you know, it was a meeting or something. Dang it. If she had thought that the gym or something, <laughs> doing her Pilates, that would have been great. Stay mm. tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. What do you think? Gladiators? Exactly. It's a metaphor. Listen, (laughs) we brought you on as a consultant because we wanted your football expertise. And you're getting it. I mean, as a Super Bowl champion and Uh, one of the greats. Two-time. Excuse me? Two-time Super Bowl champion. You said, uh... Super Bowl champion. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. I, mean, I know Brady's won five, and I don't get my mail at the Super Bowl like Brady does. Or, I, mean, I won two. I'm proud of it. So, sorry, you were saying. Uh, that was the NFL's own pregame open to the show, or whatever you would call it, mm. with uh, Peyton Manning and the fabulous actor John Malkovich. Here's a little more. Buongiorno, John. Is that John Malkovich? Can, can you see us? Uh, yeah, it is. And he's at the Roman Coliseum. Of course it's at the Roman Coliseum. Was I stuttering earlier? Johnny, how's Rome treating you? What is this gladiator stuff? This is the most cliched thing I have ever seen. Peyton Manning, seriously? Why is he there? I'm talking to you and you and you and you and you. Well, he is two-time Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champion. And he's got acting experience. Acting experience? Doing what? Oh! Of course. Veal parm. Chicken parm. Got that meat. How could I have forgotten? I mean, it shook me to the core of my being. Oh, Peyton, great thespian. <laughs> he said actor, John. He didn't say thespian. Who said thespian? I don't even know what a thespian is. This is the Super Bowl, for goodness sake. Why am I in Rome? Gladiators, rain machine. The idea is so dumb. I don't... Did you just hang up on John Malkovich? Maybe. (laughs) You know, I was sitting there watching that and laughing and thinking, if anybody is out there writing a movie script that Chevy Chase would have done, like in the 80s, they got to have Peyton Manning do it. How funny would he be in a movie like Vacation? Right. He's He's, perfect for that. The befuddled yet overconfident everyman. He's just got that nailed. Would help if he wasn't 6'5", I guess. <laughs> he would look more like your regular guy. 
It's very large, every man. You'd have to cast him with very large children and a very large wife. It would work. Ratings if, are in. If there was a fantasy Giant camp extras. where I could go and have John Malkovich yell at me for various amounts of time, I would pay good money for that. About whatever. Whatever. Right. He gets to choose. You know, dealer's choice. Uh, ratings are in. Lowest rated Super Bowl in a decade. Mm. For whatever reason. And uh, at a 44. But what city had it, did it have the lowest ratings in America? <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> where it was a 26.1. I'm guessing if you're a Saints fan, you did not watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like going to your ex's wedding if, like, she left you suddenly and got married three weeks later. I was saying, no, you're not watching that Super Bowl. Please. It's I'd the love, last thing you'd do. I'd love to know what the ratings were in St. Louis as well. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so uh, the meh bowl, as it's being called by me it failed on every level except some of the commercials were amusing i was not at a gathering though um nor were you except your family uh, how uh, how funereal was the energy at most super bowl parties as the thing unveiled as a dud of a game and okay commercials and a halftime show was it just an energy suck or what i'm, I'm picturing people kind of standing around fingering their uh you know, they're hors d'oeuvres and making yeah, small talk. I don't know. Somebody texted, if you were a gathering, was it just fine? Because, you know, if you get a bunch of people together and some booze and some food, what's on the TV, in my experience, is, doesn't really play that big a role. And let's face it, what did we learn from science just a couple of years ago? People bond more quickly and deeply over what they don't like than over what they do like. So it occurs to me, having something to bitch about, everybody... At that may have, maybe the parties were great. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that game was an energy suck, though. Oof. Not much there. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure you, you hear this uh, just because it's so good. So that governor of Virginia over the weekend on Saturday did a press conference. In theory, he was going to try to clear up, clean up his mess of being called a racist because of the yearbook photo with the Klansmen and the whatnot. The blackface and the rest of it. Yeah. So he was going to go out there and. Silver's tongue his way out of it. And he goes out there, and one of the things he says is that that was not him in blackface. He says, I have been in blackface. Everybody's like, um, well, I, I know it wasn't me, because I remember when I've made mistakes like that, which he then went on to talk about, which was an odd strategy. Explained how he had been in blackface for a contest when he dressed up like Michael Jackson uh, for a dance contest. And then the questioning went like this. Point. Um, the people that do that kind of research, um, perhaps they should have looked at that. And you said that the competition in San Antonio was a dance competition? Yes. And it was that you danced the moonwalk? That's right. Are you still able to moonwalk? Uh, <laughs> inappropriate circumstances. My wife says inappropriate circumstances. <laughs> wow. So... When, ignorant fool. When the reporter says, can you still moonwalk, the governor of Virginia, whose political life is on the line and probably over. Yes. This is a Hail Mary pass, if you'll pardon the football reference. Well, even if it's not over, it's going to stumble to its uh, inevitable end. And when the reporter says, can you still moonwalk, the governor looks down at the floor. He clearly was thinking... Is this the right kind of floor? Do I have enough room here to moonwalk? Well, what and his he was wife jumped was, in and said, that's not appropriate. <laughs> no, no, you got to go deeper. This dope was thinking, oh, man, yeah, this movie used to slay him. They used to go crazy when I did this in the 80s. Yeah, let's see. I think we have room here. And his wife <laughs> says, no, no, honey, no. No moonwalking. Oh, I, wife says I can't. <laughs> 
That is beautiful. So you come, but so listen. Honestly, I don't care whether the guy goes or stays. I'm enjoying no, the entire thing no, as spectacle. No. But in a span of three short days, unless it was four, a few days, you had the horrifying, clunky, inexplicable defense of late-term abortion and apparently infanticide. And some people are saying, no, 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 that's not what he was talking about. Well, he should have been better at not talking about it then because that's sure as hell what it sounded like. So you have that. Then you have the in, the picture come out and the deny and the I'm sorry I'm sorry shouldn't have been in that picture. Then the next day the I wasn't me in that picture. Totally not me. Now blackface. Oh yeah, blackface. I remember being Jacko in a contest. That was a bad idea, and I'm sorry about that. And then wanting to moonwalk, and now it's just the guy's obviously just got no chops. How would he get elected? Because he. Well, he's uh, you know he's a doctor, and uh, he said he was uh, literally would help heal Virginians because he's calm and kind of benevolent and not a fire thrower, a uh, bomb chucker. You don't have to be that good. Got eighty percent of the black vote. Of course, you have a D in front of your name. Pretty good chance you're going to get eighty percent of the black vote. You do not have to be that good a politician if if the if the cards break right for you. Right. Uh, to get elected to a major office. I mean, that's just clearly true. You see it all the time. Where mm-hmm. you think. Think, how is this guy a governor of state? How is this guy a senator? Well, you know, often when you find out is when they decide to run for president. And, yeah. like, I got all excited about Scott Walker because policy-wise, I love the guy. And I, I I believe the talking heads who said, oh, yeah, he's really, uh, he's one of the front runners. Then he got on the national stage, and he did not have the chops for it. Not even close. Rick Perry, two-term governor of, oh, of yeah. Texas. Yeah, came off like a dope. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a terrific guy, too, according to all accounts. But... Man, that's a it's a near impossible gig running for president. If this dude's wife would have just kept her mouth shut, nobody nobody asked you. Hey, who wears the pants? Let him, <laughs> let him dance. If she'd have kept her mouth let shut, let him moonwalk. He would have pushed the podium aside and moonwalk. I don't believe you can still yeah. moonwalk. <laughs> and it would have been the greatest thing that's ever oh, happened. Yes, that would have been so much better than the Super Bowl. Oh yes. <laughs> And we came so close. To having that wonderful if, moment. If it weren't for the dumb political having your wife by your side to show that, what, she hasn't left you? Or or, <laughs> right. or you're still married? Or you're straight? Or what? Why is your <laughs> wife there? Can you imagine? You get, you know, you screw up at work. You blow the Penske account or whatever. And your boss drags you in. You walk into the office. And then your wife shuffles in and stands next to you <laughs> to prove that she's still with you. <laughs> I mean, what did no? That never ever happens, except in politics. And if she just kept her mouth shut, hey. So after the game, what was going on there with Tom? He Brady? might have even done the crotch grab. Oh, oh, come on! So after the game, what was going on with that whole Tom Brady trying to say hello to people and and like people yelling and screaming and not, what was going on there? That that was a mess up by CBS, wasn't it? Y- yeah, that can't be something. what they wanted. Yeah, maybe. Well, see, in in case you weren't watching. So, uh, too many people immediately come onto the field right after Super Bowl lands, including 785 photographers and various hangers-on and security guys and reporters and the rest of it. And uh, and the CBS uh, gal 
uh, whose name I don't recall, but she's uh, she's fine. She's quite good at her job. But she goes to stick a mic in Tom Brady's face. Well, Tom wants to greet and congratulate his teammates, his coach. He's a classy guy. He wanted to congratulate the Rams on a good season. So he just ignored Plus, her. she got th- 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 like a year to answer stupid questions about the Super How's Bowl. How does it feel? Is this one as special as the others? Right. Yeah, it was, if it, we it wait, revealed nothing. If we wait five minutes before we do this, is that going right. to hurt anything? So he evidently, you know, he doesn't care. He's had plenty of mics in his face. He said, no, nah, wait a minute. I got to say hey to him. And so went on for quite a while as people are jostling, jostling around in this Tokyo subway car scene and drop it half bombs and Jesus. And as people are stepping on their toes and accidentally elbowing them in the mouth and all. And the plucky little gal from CBS, and I say little, not to condescend to woman, but she's physically very small to be involved in a scrum like that. Um, finally got her inane, cliched, overly long questions in. Um, but so at one point, the owner got in there, Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady kissed him on the lips. Oh, yeah. What's that all about? <laughs> it's intergenerational, uh, casual. Man on man. Man on man smooching. We got to play the, was that? We gotta play the Kraft audio at some point because I, I want to take guesses on the, how many cups he was actually in. You think he was a little drunk? Oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't heard that. (laughs) Well, remember the stupid, stupid controversy when Brady kissed his uh, 12-year-old boy or 11-year-old boy on the lips? that's fine. Right, that's uh, your child. Who kisses their old boss on the lips, (laughs) male or female? Let me me rack in my memory. Same sex or not. Thinking. uh, Well, wait a minute. One No, no, that wasn't me. I'm a straight guy, but the CEO of our company's a woman. I don't kiss her on the lips. We have a good core. (laughs) It's just weird. Wow. No wonder I get paid more than you do. (laughs) You fool. It's not bad either. (laughs) Intergenerational. Casual, experimental, man-on-man smooching. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't understand. What's your question? Right. (laughs) I thought it was a beautiful moment. Is there room here for me to moonwalk? That wouldn't be appropriate. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.